I can't believe Astrotrain's coming. Yeah, right? What the f*** is going on down there? Like that that was the second thought. I was like, oh, it's a triple fold card. Uh that means they're gonna have triple fold sheet. I was like, because oh, it's, it's super different construction. Must yeah. be super rare number three. Because nope. the other one's common. Opt- Wait, what? <laughs> I, I I think what'll be cool about this is that it'll also um since it's a common the, the I wonder if they're pushing the triple fold the like the triple changers down into common some. That would be nice. Uh, that way you could have more of an a- as fan because the number of times when I was playing that Threats Bliss RC deck, yeah, that people would be like, "Oh, which mode? Is, wh- wh- what does that one do?" And yeah, that it was super rare. It was like, no, it starts as Alt Mode One, and then that's why I've got this thing. And we should save this for the podcast unless we're already rolling. In which case, hi, hi. I guess we're rolling now. Hi, uh, we're uh, hi. Welcome to WTF and TS- uh, TFW's WTF and TCG. We're doing. We got spoilers. We're talking about one of them, Captain Astro Train. How quick was that? Yeah. To the first spoiler. No one can accuse us of trying to pat out a podcast. Right. No siree, even though we're probably putting up the image when this goes up, because that's the thing to do now. Right. Regardless, hey, Aaron, how's it going? I'm doing good, uh, doing good. Yeah, I, I got an Energon Invitational Qualifier tomorrow. Uh, well, good luck which, to you. Thank you. I haven't played in two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> the game's not out in Germany. Although I found out there is a German um, community uh, who, uh, one of them, I don't have the name handy right now, and I'm still jet lagged. I don't have, I have it in hand, but. Shouts out to Nemesis Scourge on TFW. Uh, at the German uh, Transformers convention that I really, really wish I had been able to make it to while I was there. Um, they uh, they were doing some uh, demo stuff, some intro stuff. They had some gameplay going on. And I, I am so into Germany having a scene for this game, um, despite the lack of German language cards. Because... Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, that means if they ever start to look and see, hey, is it worth um, you know going through a print run in German, and they see that there's a community there, hopefully that would mean something. And uh, like, hey, shouts out to all of the Deutsche players out there. Like, you're doing a lot of work to play this game. I mean, I know like like in Germany, a lot of folks can can speak a, a decent amount of English, but like you know the these cards are wordy cards. You yeah, know? like uh, there's um, efforts done to have some translations of cards ready to go. And anyway, it is a whole thing. You know, if you're in Germany and you want to want some info on that, maybe drop a reply on the YouTube video of this or in the TFW thread and uh, pertinent folks get in touch with you. Um, there is a discord. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, our first spoiler is our only character to spoil, which is Captain Astro Train, a triple changer in Siege 2. <gasps> A folding card in Siege 2. Yeah. And I immediately was like, hey, it must be super rare number three, because we just saw the other two. Nope, he's a common. Yeah, common number one. Character number one, common Captain Astro Train, the triple changer, who's also a leader specialist. Yeah. Uh, He's also a spaceship, sadly, who has zero synergy with unidentified flying object. Uh, but he's also he's introducing the train tag, which is also fun to see. Yeah, um, I'm not expecting train support. I don't think there's enough trains until we start dipping into certain combiners. Unless they brought back the the triple sided cards so they could do rail racer. You know what? Then I would be so into that four trains. Because I mean, we can t- we got to talk about Astro Train, but obviously, seeing that there's a folding card in Siege Two and it's a common, mm-hmm. immediately introduces the question: um, How many other folding cards are there, and does that mean there's a combiner in Siege Two? Right. Uh, which we don't know, and we Drew's not even here. Yeah, we, we can't even start to. Are we sure? It, it, are we sure this is another episode TCG with hey, no? Hey, Drew. What's it? No, Drew. Drew. No, he's not here. We don't. We. I. I don't hear Seattle. Okay. Uh. I don't hear the West Coast. But It'll be an easier yeah. edit this time. Yeah, a little, little bit easier. We're, we're just doing. We got, we got, we got the uh, the regular podcast gear uh, running on this one. But uh, yeah, Captain Astro Train is a folding card which raises tons of questions that I wish I could screwdriver in the door right now. Um, obviously, there will be. We'll know in a month. Mm-hmm. You know, either way. But, uh, yeah, he's on the Space Force. He's a transport uh, leader uh, specialist who is a spaceship or a train. Um, no bot mode specific tag. He's 12 stars, uh, 14 health. Um, and 
boy, this guy even has like a built-in mini game. I was talking about how much I like a card with kind of his own little mini game, and this mm-hmm. guy has a real straightforward one. Five two in spaceship mode. If he has an upgrade on him and he defends, he's a five three. He gets plus one defense. Uh, in train mode, he's a six one. If there's two upgrades. He gets plus two attacks, so he's an 8-1 when attacking in train mode. Get three upgrades on him. In his bot mode, he is a 9-4. Yeah. Uh, 6-1 base, but he gets plus three, plus three if he's got at least three upgrades. And battles. So that's either direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's too slow for him to be like a game-breaking character, but... There are enough things, like we've seen on General Megatron, the triple stack upgrades mean that you can't just turn off the 9-4. Yeah. Uh, and if, if the and he's got that specialist tag. Yes. So there's so can, all the specialist toys, all that stuff that just drops in of like yeah. multi-tool and then drop another upgrade on them and away you go. Yeah. Multi-tool field communicator, you might get lucky and on one drop get all three upgrades on them and turn them into something super gross to play. Yeah, because I, I think nine fourteen four for 12 stars, I don't know the star to stat equation as well as some other players do off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but I feel like 12 stars, nine fourteen four is pretty darn cool, yeah. especially with plus, a specialist tag. Plus whatever else you're doing with the upgrades, because the multi-tool exactly. is going to give them bonus attack, or, in I mean, up, whatever upgrades do... Is going to go along with that nine fourteen four stat let, line. Let, let's assume a field communicator's on him. He's probably ten fourteen four. Yeah, right. And then yeah, if you probably have some kind of armor on him, ten fourteen five. Like there's a lot of like the specialist armor and weapons stuff. Like it's all going to be a little plus ones. Uh, like I said, I, I off the top of my head, I feel like it's going to be too slow of a. I really hate that people are using Voltron when they talk about gearing up a character. I, I was just listening to another thing talking about that, and I'm like, I'm like, wrong franchise. I get where it's coming from, but yeah. wrong franchise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like a, a Voltron style gear up uh, thing on one guy. Like he's going to need friends to cover him while that's mm-hmm. happening. It's not going to like break the game in half. But darn, I do think that's cool, especially on a common. Yeah. Uh, like like in limited, this guy I think is going to be a real fun pull because you're like, hey, I already I got a game plan as soon as I have this guy. Yeah. Um, unless you pull no good upgrades in all your packs, then you're like, why'd I pull this guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the leader tag as well means he can make use of callous leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got enough stars for that. Um, I, I, I think, no, he could use a, a Decepticon crown as well, if you want to. Um, those are just the things that open up. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about him. Like, I, I, I want to make a silly Astro Train deck. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Um, and yeah, maybe, hey. I wonder if Octane's in here somewhere. Uh-huh. I mean, folding cards, it's going off of Rise of the Combiners. We never really confirmed this, I think, face-to-face. But, like, if there are folding cards, there need to be enough to, to you know, warrant we, the printing and yeah, cutting. Yeah, you, you've got a sheet of cards. If we're just talking engineering mechanically, like, we know that those cards are built differently. I measured them with calipers because I'm a nerd. Yeah. And... It's different construction to have the the hinge layer or whatever to it, so they're not doing it for a single common card. Unless the whole sheet is AstroTrain, and that's why I use a common. No, because <laughs> then that's that'd be like a super common. If you want to roll back to the really weird collations of like fallen empires out of Magic, where you had different common rarities because of how they she- appeared on the card or on the oh yeah the uncut yeah, like sheets, the... where you had like common four, common three, or common two or something like that, depending on how many times they showed up on the sheet. I mean, you know, no matter how common he is, that means that you can uh, you can guiltlessly fold your triple changer finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I encourage you to just go for it. Have fun with the play pattern. You've certainly got more than one Astro Train. Uh, by the way, the other funny thing will be if after this thing goes up, like if if John reaches out and goes like, "Hey, that's supposed to be a super rare." <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, would uh, be, had- that would be kind of funny. The the two super rares that were revealed on the day of this recording, Optimus and Megatron, did have a quick correction that needs to be made um, after they were revealed by IGN, and that correction was quite hilarious, because it, it made the two of them better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out all their stats got increased before printing, but we'll get to that near the end of this. Uh, anything else about Astrotrain that you got uh, brewed in your head? I'm I'm legit bummed out that he can't use UFO, I'll, I will say. Well, I mean, he can, it just won't do, do anything. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I I think it would be a little a little much for him to have a UFO effect uh, on top of all of this. Yeah. Um. Clearly, that's he's got spaceship because he turns into one, not because he's built around the tag. Right. But, uh, I, I every time I see a spaceship character now, I am going to judge him a little bit on whether UFO interacts with them. Gets or not. two points off. The UFO doesn't work. It's, it's BS. Yeah, on the we got to start figuring out how to score cards. I hear them do it in Magic all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, if, we, if there's nothing else but Astro Train, we have guess what? Three battle cards to yeah. reveal to y'all, and I feel like I feel like I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not that I really wish there was more Decepticon cards. Yeah, you you've you've said it two or three times. I feel like these ba- battle cards were aimed at the fact that I really want more Decepticon cards. Yeah. Because, I mean, one of them isn't a Decepticon battle card, but boy, is it a Decepticon style. But but it's very Decepticon-y, yeah. Yeah, although immediately the first things I thought of were Autobot-related. (laughs) And uh, let's talk about that one first. Why not? Okay. It's in the middle. It's in the middle. Involuntary promotion. It is a rare, 32 of 64. Uh, Black Pip action. Choose one of your characters. This is a little complicated. So I'm going to read this out, uh, and then I'll explain it. It took me two reads to actually kind of get what the card did. Mm-hmm. Um, easily one of the most complicated battle cards in the game, text-wise. Uh, choose one of your characters. Return another character from your KO area that has the same number of stars or fewer. Return it from the KO area to the battlefield fully repaired. Move the damage counters and upgrades from the chosen character to the returned character. Then KO the chosen character. So... You have to keep track of the words chosen and return. What that means is you pick someone who's who's not KO'd. You take all their damage and counters and and upgrades, put them on someone who you take from KO and resurrect. Then the person you chose originally who wasn't KO'd is now KO'd. You're switching two characters, basically, mm-hmm. from KO'd to non-KO'd. Um, one Black Pip makes this definitely... Uh, the implication to me from One Black Pip is that this is for a sort of defensive-oriented thing. Um or at least, you know, the way that Pierce tends to be a little bit defensey or for, for punching mm-hmm. through defense. However, the first thing I thought of immediately was, what's up, everyone who Alpha Strikes RC? Yeah. Guess who's, guess who's back? It's RC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this is, uh, like, definitely not, like, a... Off the top of my head again. It's not a card I think you could really build, like, a game win around yeah, that so, you plan for. So this but. is something with, like, what I was trying to do with RC and Thrust. The reason why I had that Blitzwing was just to be a big wall to protect the other two of them. With something like this, I could see trying to get a more utility character in there that's doing other things. And that way, like, man, if RC really goes out and I need that, I can use involuntary promotion to, you know take out the the tapped out guy that I have that's got a little bit of damage on him after RC got alpha striked, pull her back in and and uh, maybe do some shenanigans or, or something with it. I could see this being a lot of like last turn, second to last turn of the game, looking mm. furtively at board state and going, man, I wish I had that tool in the KO area. Oh, wait, now I do. And it's yeah. a little bit more little bit more punchy than like necessarily i still function maybe or or i I guess i should say maybe with between peace through tyranny and the upcoming new keyword the the revenge keyword Mm -hmm. there are ways you could maybe manipulate uh, like aggressive self knockouts using this card to trade characters between each other to like activate their revenge mechanic over and over again um you know like like the tryptocon boys yeah um, like you have one on the table, one in KO, and you just swap the two of them to get the revenge things to fire off, um, over and over. Like that could be a thing. Uh, just going off the top of my head, I can't like see like an immediately easy one, <laughs> but I feel like this, this definitely between this and peace through tyranny and revenge, it's kind of like, Hey, there's, there's some cool graveyard manipulation stuff you could do. Mm-hmm. Also, also super long shot. This is another card that, that kind of synergizes with Wave 2 Grimlock, in a way. Yeah. Because you, you start filling your graveyard, you know, your KO area, with all these Dinobots who weren't there on the table. And it's not like you're putting them straight on the table. But, you know, hey, maybe you really want one of the other ones in there. It's like a weird, limited sideboard, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Um, I, it's, a, it's a neat card. I kind of wish the pips on it were a little different, but that's just because I still haven't fully clicked with the pure black pip card. Yeah. Um, in, in my own play style. Um, I do like the artwork a lot as well. It's got our freshly revealed Nova Storm, uh, who 
Uh, I believe, as far as this game is concerned, they have they they settled on Nova Storm being uh, female, which is cool because that is pulling right out of Cyberverse, uh, which is an easy thing to have not kept up with if you're an older fan. I've caught on, but Cyberverse has done some interesting stuff with the Seekers. Uh, having watched some parts of season one, I still have to finish season one, but, um, Slipstream and her Seeker goons are by far one of my favorite parts of that show. Um, so it's cool to see that get a little bit of recognition here. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I had like right off the, we, we just saw these cards today as of this recording. I wish I had some cool deranged involuntary promotion combo to throw at y'all right now, but I haven't thought of it yet. Uh, I'm sure someone else will think of it. Aaron, you got any other any other ideas popping in? Battlemasters hmm. can't play with this. Yeah, Battlemasters won't be able to play with this. Well, I mean, um, you can you can KO a Battlemaster to bring a non-Battlemaster back to the table, which but it's it's going to have to be five, six stars, seven stars or less. Yeah, and th- that would mean if your you, Battlemaster really outlived like another character. Yeah. So that's like that's not which, something I think which you would may, want to plan maybe for. maybe if you've got Lionizer and nobody in your meta ever lets damage go on Lionizer when you play it, maybe that way you can pull back a a one of the like patrol guy. I don't know. Yeah, it's the weird thing because like off the top of my head, I keep saying that I got to stop saying that. But like my immediate reaction is what I'll say. Is why would I do that instead of why would I not just piece through tyranny to get the extra turn to make sure I get the lionizer swing? Right. Um, granted, but, a little hypothetical. I don't really play a lot of aggro yet. Yeah, uh, I play against a lot of no. aggro. Like I said, where, where I can see this one having some some massive uses in that, you know, I've got a couple of toolbox characters, and yeah. I've lost one of them, but that's what I really need to to wrap this up. Uh, that, to make that, that trade, and, uh, that that and revenge cycling, uh, I think, could be really cool. Depending on what some of the other revenge effects are in mm-hmm. the game. Um, so yeah, that's involuntary promotion. Uh, but then we got that. That was that's anyone can use can use that. I mean, anyone can use any card if you really want to. But we got two Decepticon cards, uh, which makes me super excited because also they're two rares, which maybe makes me less excited because I want to use these. Uh, let's do backfire first. This is a secret okay. action. Uh, so it's our first, one of our first looks at a new secret action, I believe. Um, this is a blue pip, one blue pip secret action. Decepticon card, reveal when one of your Decepticons defends. When revealed, do damage to the attacker equal to the number of upgrades on that attacker. Now, I had an immediate excited reaction. I've tempered it. I think most of the time this is going to be ping the attacker for one mm-hmm. when you're fa- facing all one, the bots. One, maybe two. Yeah. Like, generally, it's going to be someone with a weapon on them. Unless it's later in the game, and then they happen to have like a, an armor on them as well. But most Autobots I see tend to be so aggro. It's probably just going to ping them for one or two. That still is something. Uh, especially if this pops up late game, and they're like, oh, you didn't kill my guy. He's got one health left. I'm going to take the game now. And you're like, bip. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, not to roll back to the other reveals... General Optimus Prime with three utility slots. So how, immediately, how, how fun would that be to be playing against that? Oh man, you've got you got three cargo trailers and and and, and Matrix of Leaderships and all that. Oh no, I'm just going to play this secret action and attack with my guy. Oh well, ha! Like six damage against your General Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing I thought of uh, after tempering my thoughts was like, oh, but also they just introduced a character who can have, let's see, three cargo trailers, plus a matrix, plus an energy pack, mm-hmm. uh, plus, uh, let's just say one weapon, plus uh, triple extra padding, so that's nine damage when he attacks me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, backfires. Quit hitting yourself. I, I think I mentioned this when we talked about revenge for the first time with Drew. I really like the idea of punishing someone for attacking me. Uh-huh. Uh, backfire is quite literally a, like, it, it is going to punish someone for attacking you. You're going to play it because you think that the opponent's going to attack you with a weapon. Right. Um, so there is a way for this to whiff, but like, but boy, howdy, especially if they got Lionizer, you're just like, well, I know you're going to have a weapon when you come at me. So <laughs> let's just settle this right now. Uh, much like as- with Astrotrain, I think Backfire is going to be like, it's not going to be the game winner most of the time. It's just going to be part of the overall plan. I, I like the combination of the blue pip with the defensive action with the ping for one. That all kind of, I think, is a great representation of what Matt Smith talked about blue pips being at Gen mm-hmm. Con. 
Uh, it, it mitigates a bit of damage, but also is hitting back. It's still getting damage in. Um, who is suffering from the backfire? Because he's trying to shoot Soundwave. But who yeah. is that? Uh, that is an Ironhide clone of some sort. Um, what's the... Is that uh, Crosshairs? Oh, that is Crosshairs. I see yeah. it now. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure because of the uh, the lighting of the yeah. backfiring No, that's, gun, that's but... Ironhide's weapon, which is what the... the... <laughs> roll back to crosshairs was yeah hey guess who might be a character in siege 2 yeah maybe <laughs> uh like it's not not for sure but tends to be with the siege artwork if we see them in a battle card there's a decent chance that they're in the game somewhere um see so yeah, i I'm, I'm thinking backfire is gonna be fun backfire i kind of wish wasn't a rare because I, I just want three of them but you know that's how it goes yeah uh I think in limited it would be kind of like messed up if you could just have like two or three of these pretty regularly. Uh but I'm I'm really happy that we got another Decepticon card. Uh I'm way more into the other one if you want to move right into pincer movement. Sure. Yeah. I think this this is actually exciting to me on a on a level of this could be something I not not that I would build like a whole deck around, but this feels to me like Decepticons are getting to have a trick. I really am bummed out that it's a double pip one star card. Mm-hmm. Only because of press the advantage. I'm kind of like, just give us, just give it to us. Let us have a press the advantage. Because the, the effect is cool. It's it's this is more of a cousin to heroic team up. Um Yeah. But uh I like I just really want the Decepticon press the advantage for crying out loud. Uh but it is still exciting to me. It's pincer movement, orange blue pip, one star card, rare forty-four out of sixty-four. When one of your Decepticons attacks an enemy this turn, you get an extra attack this turn, but only with one of your other Decepticons against the same enemy. So you're you're basically getting to attack one enemy with two Decepticons in one turn. Mm-hmm. Uh the thing I did like about this is it started to make like all the Decepticon cards to me feel like de- like where Autobots are aggro, Decepticons are are control uh to some degree uh they're blue they're manipulating where their damage goes they move it off themselves to other characters on your team or to opponents with mm-hmm. planes uh and in this case it's like also sometimes we get to attack you with two guys um even though like there is heroic team up which is kind of shooting my whole theory in the foot but let's just pretend it doesn't exist for now uh i i think it is also interesting that like chop shop and kickback are on here because i'm like that seems like two guys you might go in with at the same time in the middle of a of a cycle. Yeah. Um to just like really just bish somebody, just like 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 you know, get jib them a little bit, like swing in with a big kickback and go like, "Oh, also here's Chop Shop." Mm-hmm. Um like if you led with Scrapnel, you know, wave one Insecticons, you led with Scrapnel, uh they hit back, then on your turn you play Pincer Movement, go kick back Chop Shop and obliterate whoever came at you first yeah um that's a, that's a big punish if they come at you with a big character who they think is going to survive this is a neat way to punish that yeah this um, is this is definitely when i saw this one i i mean even e- like like reading the text of it hiding the artwork from myself i saw bugs decks and yeah. <laughs> and uh just seeing the number knowing the number of times i played against a bugs deck and like the tempo of it is, you know, okay, well I've I've got two more health on this guy and hopefully he'll like make it through the next round. I'll put maybe a juicier target out there and try and give the the opponent the decisions. Like I think that this has a a good eye on either just getting a good two and one hit on it and potentially taking out somebody, or also uh to a certain extent just changing the tempo of it. Um you know, if you went second, hey, you're going to get, you're going to catch up on the attack cycle. Yeah. As it were. And especially, uh, especially if you're on a wide deck and they're on a tall deck. Yeah. So I'm that, just double, double checking heroic team up. Um, and it, it is slightly different. It's, it's with Autobots, they get to do the thrust trick. Uh, this right. is you getting to have two completely separate attacks, which uh, is, I think, neither better nor worse. I guess it depends really what your guys have on them, ability-wise. I, th- I think that, yeah, I think that by raw numbers, heroic team-up would be better. Pincer movement lets you get around, like, one-shot armors. Right. Like, for- force field yeah. or the, the other one. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I think it's something where heroic team-up for raw numbers is, is going to be better. Because yeah. you're only getting one, you're only getting one use of defense versus pincer, mo- pincer movement. You're getting your inbuilt defense, and then whatever your deck's going to give you if you run some blue in there. Yeah, where it'd be less damage overall, but 
like you said, pincer movement will probably let you like pop a force field or yeah. or something along those lines. Um, and and cl- classic Autobot deck, for instance, cars, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's running generally either mixed or fairly orange. That you're not you're not necessarily like slamming yourself. Like I would say, pincer movement you might not want to use against like something that's heavy blue, since you're letting them flip blues twice. Mm-hmm. Um, although. Hey, if you're running new super rare Megatron, Pincer Movement is making you flip more cards out of their deck. Or if you're, you know, playing against yeah. a Cosmos or a Nemesis Prime, um, this is letting you grind down their deck out of their ex- out of their personal established mathematics. Yep. Um, which I, I can speak from experience can screw you up if yep. someone makes you like just flip two extra cards at the wrong moment. You're like, uh oh, <laughs> all my math. Yep, lost a Gen Con uh, game that way. But uh, I mean, I'll I'll say it. I don't think pincer movement is. Uh, I, I mean, I said it. it. It's it's the cousin to heroic team up. Heroic team up is probably the stronger one in the current game that we know of. Um, but that that's just the state of Autobots right now. They're so aggro friendly, and aggro is the friendliest thing in the current state of the game. Um, but hopefully, these are not the only two Decepticon cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Siege 2. They they are definitely a great addition, uh, especially because all of these are playable off the top by what I would call the Decepticon Superstar Major Shockwave. Um, these are these are more things, secret actions and actions that he can play off the top without your opponent getting to, you know, gank him out of your hand. Um, that's helpful uh, enormously. Pincer movement, the immediate thing I was like, how do I make pincer movement work with Major Shockwave? Until we know more Siege 2, there's nowhere I really see it fitting in. Yeah, um, no. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully there are also going to be more characters in Siege 2 that uh, benefit from you playing Decepticon cards. Um, there, I mean, there aren't, there aren't that many for Autobot cards either off the top of my head, but uh, I said it again. Uh, I just want more Decepticon help because, like, I play a lot of Decepticon decks, so I have felt the difficulty in trying to focus on Decepticons. Uh, it's, it's brutal. And, and playing Autobots against Decepticons, uh, pressing advantage always feels rude. I always feel guilty doing it, mm-hmm. especially when I, when I pull it out with its green pip and I say, I'm just going to switch for press the advantage. It's like, uh, it's a, it's a kind of crestfallen that doesn't feel as good as when I make someone's hand disappear with shockwave. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I want to say, uh, thanks to wizards for the previews. Uh, hope that you all enjoyed the previews. Aaron, what are you thinking about these? I am, I'm, uh, I'm having ideas for most of these. Uh, involuntary promotion, I gotta get some play in with. Probably pincer movement, uh, I think is gonna be for some kind of wide deck that has the extra stars. Um. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get, I mean, Autobots Micromasters have got that new quote unquote lord for the off-road patrol, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. Um, the, um, uh, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Powertrain. Tr- Sorry, say again? Powertrain. Powertrain. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so maybe we'll have one of those for Decepticons as well, and that could that could help find a place for pincer movement that isn't bugs. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I was about to say nothing against bugs, but hey, Aaron's here. I'll just I'll I'll, I'll be friendly. Screw the bugs no, decks. Everything against bugs. Let's. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to give bugs things. I want other Decepticon decks to get things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 enjoying this as well as all the other Siege Two spoilers we're getting. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take a quick look again at what we've got here. Um, as of this recording, there's only been uh, one other battle card revealed, which was Guarded Posture. Uh, and uh, I lost the YouTube link that revealed Guarded Posture. I'm the worst. Um, I got it. Guarded Posture was revealed by, on YouTube, Zero Magnum X. And uh, that is a common armor that is basically um, the backwards cousin sibling this time i guess of erratic lightning yeah uh which i want to see i want to see the crazy person who just goes erratic lightning and guarded posture on the same character i mean <laughs> it'd still be a net benefit i guess it would be it would be plus, plus two plus one yeah get that um, with that any would, two other cards but that'd be two cards to get that ion blaster of optimus prime bonus yeah I think, unless I got it backwards. Um, but then characters, like, there are a lot of characters that got revealed of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova Storm, you know, as we mentioned. Uh, Nova Storm, unfortunately, I can't think of an immediate plan for her yet. Um, because she's, again, she's Black Pip oriented, which I and, just and haven't wrapped my head around. There's so much stuff in Planes that seems like there's a a, a, a missing corner piece to the puzzle. 
I keep seeing all of these big meaty chunks and I can't find yeah. the ligaments. Yeah. There there there's some connective tissue if you want to go for for body or food that's that's in there that you just need that that the other part that brings it together that I don't know if we need some specific cuz I mean what what battle cards do we have for planes? Bombing run is the one that I always think of because yeah. that's past damage. And and Nova Storm, like she is Pierce oriented. Put a Pierce upgrade on her, like a Pierce Pip upgrade on her. Flip to, to plane mode, and she's doing a personal bombing run. Uh, mm-hmm. You have one of those on her in bot mode. She's got she's five Pierce three. She gets yeah. Pierce three. So you've got so uh, aerial recon. Yes, that like lets you you peek on your deck and has a little bit of defense. Sorry, I'm just going down the official app right now. If we had a focus plane, that would, I think, do something with Aerial Recon that I'm more into. Yeah, maybe. Because, yeah, I want planes to... Ever since Wave 1, I'm one of those people. I want planes to work, and I want them to not be the aerial bots. Yeah, bombing want, run. plane you've mechanics. Got, you've got... Uh, what was it? Crash landing? Oh, yeah, crash landing. That one also felt like that was, like, almost this thing. But, like, where do you use it? Crash landing plus no, because that's only KO'd on the opponent's turn. I'm gonna say crash landing plus uh, plus our promotion, involuntary yeah, yeah. promotion. But well, crash we, landing's we only that. on the opponent's turn. We went through that with crash landing when we all saw it, and someone was like, "Peace for tyranny," and it was like, "Oh no, wait." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's, there's plain tribal stuff out there, but it seems like there's just still something like a plain tribal commander would be great. I would their, I would like their lord. I, I know that Wizards doesn't want to just tell us how the game works, but like and once Siege 2 is out, maybe we'll see something else. But if we still haven't figured out planes by the time Siege 2 is done, like planes that aren't the aerial bots, I want I want can can Wizards give us a little spoiler? Just like a little bit like what are what are planes? What do we do with them? <laughs> Cause I, I I love it when they work, but they work on such a like haphazard, like they almost feel really great and then the star counts also start to interfere with each other like we're in a better mm-hmm. place now someone pointed out nova storm is the first seven star plane yeah and that means something like we're we're almost there um we we also saw a private power train which we mentioned before it's a third off-road patrol member who lords for off-road patrol in bot mode gives them plus one plus one Oh no! Sorry, uh, gives them all bold one, mm-hmm. and then uh, at the end of the game, if you kept powertrain alive, uh, he gets plus one plus one in bot mode for the other two um, off-road patrols in the KO area. Uh, so it's it's it's. They said in the article that revealed him, he's supposed to introduce the idea of the micromasters not being ancillary tools, but being the focus. Yeah, um, he's definitely not doing it by himself, is what I'd say, but. That makes me hopeful that there's some more MicroMaster tech uh, coming in Siege 2. Like, for example, a fourth off-road patrol member who was revealed in Europe. Congrats, Europe. And then, uh, oh, hey, this one's exciting. We've got Private Vanguard, uh, mm-hmm. who was the Action Master partner to Euro G1 exclusive Action Master Sideswipe. This is a legitimate step towards Omega Supreme. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine that this was not some kind of statement to that regard. Even if they say it wasn't, I don't believe them. Uh, the moment I saw that the the, the, the Battlemaster gear mode was a helmet, I was like, wait a second! And then someone uh, who was at Matt McNally was like, oh, I need that now for my Sideswipe collection. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, maybe this is just in the spirit of those partner pieces, because I don't remember them all super well. But then I went and checked, and like, no, Vanguard is legit. Yeah, that's straight up. Euro G1. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wish with Vanguard is because he has those guns on the side of his helmet that he would give, like, a plus one to attack. Me too. Like, he pings when it goes on, and that's cool. But it'd be nice if it was just, like, acknowledge the artwork there just a tiny bit. Or at least if it was, like, a defensive ping effect. I mean, that would make him cost more stars, which I think goes against why he was existing in the yeah. first place. But uh, also his effect, like, he's a 3-1 with 5 health, and if one of your other characters defends and flips a white pip, they get, like, a sort of modified force field where they can't yeah. take more than 5 damage. Uh, which is cool, uh, especially for 5 stars. Mm-hmm. I got no idea really where I fit Vanguard in yet. I think the effects are neat. We need more cards to go with them. Yeah. Well, I um, I, th- I think he'd be very interesting in in setting up a defensive lineup because if you have him go last and you're 
even a little bit healthy on white pips, then yeah. everybody got a force field to a certain extent. Like I, also, I see, I see this as a very defensive counter aggro style card. I, I would like to see him slotted into the old Wave One uh, white pip focus cars trucks deck mm-hmm. with the, with good old Mirage. Um, I think that could be kind of fun. Uh, my my one big bummer with Private Vanguard is like literally there's like I think there's zero synergy between Vanguard and Siege Sideswipe. Yeah, like there's none, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> also, who's wearing Vanguard? That's not Sideswipe. <laughs> Those shoulders look weird. Like is that Twin Twist? There's a tailgate. I can't tell. I don't recognize those shoulders. Those look kind of IDW tailgate-y. But, like, like what what happened with Vanguard and Sideswipe? Is that some fiction I gotta write? Because I'm down. Maybe this is before Vanguard met Sideswipe? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Anyway, Vanguard made me excited. Well, yeah, because it was G2 Sideswipe. He had G2 Sideswipe colors, right? No, and no, he had G1 Sideswipe. This was before was G2. He... It was uh, Euro G1. Uh, so I swear this, that that Euro G1 Sideswipe had a slightly funky colors, though. He was uh, primarily red, is what I'll say. His colors were kind of odd where the blue placements were, but he was still basically a red man. Um, the the G2 color scheme did not exist until G2 proper, and that was after that toy had come out. Okay, found an image. He's got blue elbows. Yeah. This Sideswipe here doesn't have blue elbows, so yeah. he's, he's he's not gotten there yet. Whoever the, whoever's wearing this guy has a blue chest and white kind of flared um, pedal-like shoulders. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Hope someone figures that out. Drinking game, by the way, for this podcast is off the top of my head. I hope yeah. you've been keeping up. Uh, and then this also excited me, be- partly because of the nature of the character. Uh, Dazzle Strike is getting to be a card. Yeah. The... The most, like, I don't know, change that to green repaint figure in the whole line. Uh, and then their card, like, people who are playing this card game who have not kept up with the toys, I know I saw at least one person double take a Dazzle Strike and go, like, isn't that just Lionizer? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dog. <laughs> That's just Lionizer. <laughs> uh, but Dazzle Strike is, uh, is, is not Lionizer at all. Um, Dazzle Strikes a 391 turns off Brave, which I think is an interesting thing to have in the game. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, does a whole bunch of stuff. Like when you put the, some other people mentioned, when you put the Shadow Steel Ice Blade, which is green with orange flames coming out of it, um, so it's neither Shadow nor Steel nor Icy. Uh, mm-hmm. when you put this on a character, repair three damage from the character. When you take it off the character, you do three damage back to the character. It's kind of like energy pack, but the yeah. plus three attack uh, is neat. Is weird. I don't really know what I do with Dazzle Strike. Doesn't look like a bad character. I'm just like this seems like a sideboard character. Maybe uh, no, because as a sideboard character with like if this was Magic the Gathering and you you had different sideboard options, maybe. But as a sideboard character. Oh, it's the only one. That's the yeah. only one you get. It's not like you get a star value to go in the sideboard. And you're not and like, oh man, Brave like, ruins my deck. Yeah, like there's there's uh, not a whole lot of places where I think Brave really locks things up. It helps you like adjust tempo, but I don't know if I've seen any decks out there that like w- where Brave is anything more than a, this helps things. Yeah. Because where where my head goes is like maybe there's going to be a character for whom repair three do three damage will equal something. Yeah, maybe but that involves also KOing the battlemaster to yeah. then go into this like other synergy mechanic, and I don't know how much that works. Uh, some if someone figures it out, I'll be super hyped because Dazzle Strike's also one of my favorite Transformers names this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Also, like melee, so you don't get to do you know it's not an armed hovercraft. Um, you know, drop off point. Uh, but then we also had some super rares get revealed. Uh, and it was, yeah, like we said, IGN revealed these good old John popped up later and go like, Hey, guess what? These cards are actually better. So we had general Optimus prime and Lord Megatron general Optimus prime. Originally was a 19 health character. Who's now a 21 health character. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Megatron was originally a smaller. He he gained a health and also gained an attack value in his tank mode. Um, which, if you look at the art, they left the old attack value of five in the uh, blurb on the robot mode text. Oh yeah, they did. Um, hopefully that I'm sure that'll get fixed. Uh, hopefully. If not, then I'm sure they're going to have to say, I mean, it'll be the obvious thing. If it's in orange, it's the one that's real. Yeah. Um, but who wants that's to be the badass that gets text. A, yeah, but, but who wants to be the badass that gets their super rare and then, like, uses a sharpie to change that five to a six? Just a vertical line, really. It's just... Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I like how we both make the exact same sharpie noise. That's, yeah. And, and then you get uh, DQ'd <laughs> for altering your cards. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, no, wait. I have another one. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know, like, like, uh, Optimus is the one that I want to talk about the most because it's real petty. He shouldn't have been called general. That's just going to be so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I really wish it would have been like galaxy Optimus prime or something. Like, look at his subtext, galactic commander, commander Optimus prime. Yeah. There you go. Cause general Optimus prime is I think proven to be a pretty standout character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, like, basically, this this new one, no one's going to call him General Optimus if he becomes a thing. People are going to call him Galaxy Optimus. And so, or, like, or what if it was like Armada General Optimus Prime? That would be super weird because this is Galaxy Convoy. Yeah. But I'd be down for that, sure. <laughs> anyway, this this guy, new biggest character in the game that isn't a large card. He's a fifteen star. Autobot leader, ranged both sides, truck in truck mode. 721-2 in truck mode. 821-2 in robot mode. Uh, In both modes, he has three utility slots. When you flip to truck mode, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an action, play it. When he attacks in bot mode, you flip at least one orange, one blue. You can play one of your flipped upgrades onto him after the battle. Now... Clearly, much like other General Optimus Prime, he favors a mixed deck. Not In this case, not just mixed pips, but also mixed action upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in fact, I am al- I'm not sure what the math is optimally to make use of both sides of him. I wonder if maybe you kind of have to pick one. Like, you're just going to focus on the robot mode and go upgrade heavy, or you're going to try to... I feel like that's the one you'd want to do. I, I, I feel like actually. this is also something that wants to pull that bold... <sighs> For sure, the way well, I mean, yeah, the way that yeah, any yeah. of these the Optimus Primes want to pull Bold in, um, not just to like get it to do the thing, but also go from there. And then that was the one thing that I noticed with his his bot mode skill. It's after the battle that that's really important. that it goes on. So that's really important because there's places because we were talking like, hey, he's a truck, like three cargo trailers, man, that'd be crazy, right? And well. He can't because he wouldn't be a truck at that time. But some that, of those that things well. that could be like grenade launcher, for yeah, instance, grenade launcher that could that could significantly swing certain times. He well, basically, he can't OPBL himself into doing twelve damage out of yeah. nowhere. I almost want like some people have been talking about how there's been more than one character that feel like they're 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 democratizing Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend into multiple different characters in piecemeal mm-hmm. and adding more star cost, more restrictions, uh, almost as though perhaps they are setting up to remove OPBL from from proper constructed play. Uh, I feel like maybe that's more of a, a they are setting the stage if they have to, but at this point I also wonder if they ever will, given that he has not been the game-winning card of the last couple big tournaments Mm -hmm. he certainly is still effective don't get me wrong i think everyone agrees he is well overpowered for what he does especially as of now but uh i think there's just more interesting and more um complex decks happening that are not just we have a lot of actions and the guy who can play an extra one on the attack yeah uh like this guy for instance three utility slots yes let's do the math um for instance three cargo trailers take up one of those three utility slots uh so that that's the easy one to get out there. Um, he has two. If you have three cargo trailers on him, you still have room for an, a matrix and an energy pack, or, or two matrices. Let's get into the triplicates. Put three matrices on him. Now all of your all of his teammates are getting what plus three pierce three. Yeah, but at the same time, he's fifteen stars. So his all of his teammates, teammates are 
a couple of off-road patrol guys? Well, bear in mind, right? If you start stacking for this, he's got teammates who are getting plus three pierce three. You give them laser cutlasses so that they're having plus four pierce six uh, with their inherent attack values added in. There could be some terrifying things happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, uh, triple energy pack. Now he has 33 health. And you can't just knock one of them off unless you have disarm. Have fun with that. Uh, there's, this is a, f- a real fun looking card. Obviously, the balancing point is that he is 15 stars. So you can't just like buttload him with like some of the most powerful, you know, mid tier support guys or whatever. I feel like Flame War is going to be his friend for the first few decks that put him together. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder like Flame War Skydive, just so you have like the wall and the buffer. And then we'll see what happens from there. Um, plus, they're two specialists. You can play more upgrades onto them. Um, nonetheless, I, I'm really excited about this guy. Also, because he's friggin' Galaxy Convoy. Uh, that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, though, that there is nothing to Lord Megatron, who, by the way, is called Lord Megatron. He does literally the thing that I wanted the Optimus to do. And I'm not the first person who pointed that out. But uh, Megatron conquered Cybertron and got a chair. Uh, yeah. He is t- a 12-star Megatron. He turns into a tank, obviously, ranged in both modes, leader in both modes, tank and tank mode. 17 health for 12 stars with 3 defense in tank mode, 2 in bot mode. 6 attack in tank mode, 4 attack in bot mode. Those those some stats, I think. He's a beefy boy. Those are some cool stats. I like the 17 health with 3 defense a lot. Uh, when you flip to his tank mode, your opponent has to scrap a number of cards from the top of their deck equal to his current defense total so the thing you notice in both these effects is that they're the highest version of the number uh actually no wait the highest defense is in tank mode the the six is not for the okay so it's just for the other one that's Mm -hmm. actually pretty fair um so yeah he has three defense in tank mode so if you just flip to tank mode natively scrap three cards off the top of your deck please uh someone pointed out this is one of the most effective defenses against uh press the advantage because you cannot get it back to your hand right you don't get to green pip it. So that's something. Um, also, it's a way to, to, to kind of mess around again with uh, Nemesis Primes and Cosmoses and and, uh, and Hot Rods who are trying to time themselves around uh, a deck shuffle. Um, Hot Rod less so, but, you know, catch Nemesis Prime in the wrong mode, for instance, or use a corner to flip Nemesis Prime to the wrong mode, take them past the shuffle point, and you, you make the Nemesis Prime player feel bad. Uh, in the in the robot mode, though, when when your opponent reshuffles their deck, they choose one of their characters who then takes damage equal to Megatron's attack value. That I think is pretty neat. Uh, it's a little past its its um what I would call not prime, but like that is the effect I think we all wanted back in Wave One to deal with Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, the, a Nemesis punish now exists. Maybe a little past Nemesis Prime's due date. But yeah. uh, there have been some cool things people pointed out, like if you play a certain number of cards onto Megatron and then cause a reshuffle to happen with his attack value pumped up, that could be rude. Um, you know, like put a grenade launcher onto him, for instance, but don't attack with him. And then, you know, your opponent's going to reshuffle. Hey, I hope that your one of your characters is willing to take eight damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, hey, you can't do anything about it. Uh there's some cool stuff about this Megatron, and I think one of the best things about him is that he is 12 stars and not any more than that. Uh, I think a, a real limiter on some of the big Megatrons have been their star counts, and I, I'm really happy this one's 12 stars because I think that leaves him the breathing room to have a neat deck get built around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like Living Weapon is the easiest example from Wave 1 of a 13-star Megatron who's just like... He's not bad, I don't think. I I'm, I still think Living Weapon is neat, but the 13-star part really makes him hard to want to commit to, outside of, like, a weird gimmick that you're going for. Um, so, Lord Megatron, I think there's... I think we want to see more of the battle cards from this set, but there's, there's something going on with him. Uh, also, I like the artwork a lot in the bot mode. Yeah. That's a chair. On that throne. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know, this, as an, as a career Nemesis player in Wave 1, uh, I had my Nemesis 3 wide I was very proud of. I'm happy to see that there is a Nemesis punish for that specific effect, like, you know, in Wave 4, when my poor Nemesis deck no longer exists. Uh, 
I tried to adjust that deck for wave three, and it just wasn't happening anymore. Um, that was that was my first. I don't know if this is a topic people can relate to who are like as someone who's not a super experienced card player. That was the first time I had to kind of you know take. I, I had to I had to really put my baby back in the box. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I couldn't make Nemesis three wide keep happening in a way that felt better than some of the other decks I was having more fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had to put that one to bed for now. I'm going to bring him back. He's going to come back someday. But uh, yeah, we we have some cool cards going on in this set. Yeah. Um, makes me super excited to see what the Energon Invitational is actually like. Um, I'm still not seeing the whole the whole scale deactivation of Autobot Aggro yet. Yeah, well, I think I it think may just be something it. that's going to be just one of the archetypes. The same way yeah. that in Magic, there's always some version of a red deck wins deck. Of just, yeah, yeah. hey, I have a bunch of stuff that just punches you in the face. I think that's what the Autobot aggro is always going to be. I think that there's going to be things that help maybe tune against it a little bit. That's what I'm hoping for. And other I'm... things that, that help you to react a little bit better against it and maybe let you do a little bit more what you want to do. But I'm, like, I'm really hopeful that we see battle cards that let, like, Major Shockwave is the one for me, the Decepticon mm-hmm. deck that I think really hangs near near that upper echelon. But like, damn, do I want to see some battle cards that make me not feel like I am tur- like turning on hard mode by wanting to focus on Decepticons? Yeah. I really, really hope that's a Siege 2 thing. Or like, even if we take a decently sized step towards it, that would make me feel okay. Uh, and, and you know, it, it is a brand thing. Autobots are going to be what, you know, your average Joe kind of wants to get into. Um, you know, they're, the Optimus Prime is going to be a powerful card because it's Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Major Shockwave was just such a great step towards Decepticons not only having the ability to deal with some of that stuff more effectively, but also to kind of start having their own archetype that was not just bugs, which are kind of like the beginner's mode aggro where everyone eventually advances to Autobot cars. Uh, that, that's that's a massive broad stroke statement, but like I, I just always see it as like, I'm starting the game. Okay, here, play bugs. All right, I'm getting kind of tired of bugs. Want to try Autobot cars? Yeah! Uh, and then you start going into Lionizer stuff and etc, etc. Like... Yeah, make 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 some Decepticons happy. That's what I'd like to see. Um, when this goes up, it's going to be a big reveal week, from what we understand. Uh huh. So let's see how that goes. This is being recorded on uh, September thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. I've been having a real <gasps> Friday the thirteenth. Let me just say, and it's uh, a, and it's a palindrome. Is it? Is it? Oh wait, is it? What's a palindrome? The the date is all this week. Numerically? Yeah. Uh, I just was in Europe and I'm seeing all the dates funny in my head. I need you to lay this one out for me. <laughs> uh isn't it isn't that what it was supposed to be? It was like a z- nine one three or no, it was nine one I nine forget. One th- it's cause it's nine one three one nine. Yeah, nine one three one nine. Oh, I see it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was Sorry. looking at 2019 down in the bottom of the corner of my screen, and I'm like, no, wait a second, like, that's wrong. What am I doing? That's also uh, one of the first things I looked at. What's going on, everyone? Uh, yeah. It's not been a 50-hour week at work for Aaron. No, I was also all. looking at the zero in front of the nine on my display and going like, there's no zero in this. Uh but yeah, um, when, when this goes up, there may already be tons of reveals that have already happened that answer some of these questions, that maybe mm-hmm. uh, nullify some of these theories, and support some of them. We'll find out. We literally don't know when we're recording this. But I uh, hope you all had some fun listening to this. Uh, Aaron, you got anything else you want to throw out TCG-wise of late? Any fresh Aaron news? No, I unfortunately haven't gotten to play uh, any since Gen Con. I did get my Pulse uh, package in in three separate packages. Hey! I ordered two of the convention packs and one of the the um the thirty fifth anniversary pack. Yeah. So that means that I got a box from Hasbro Pulse that had a single convention pack in it, and That's then the another best. box from Hasbro Pulse that had a single convention pack in it. 
and both of those could have easily fit inside of the box that they sent the 35th anniversary in. So you could have slotted them inside the non-window yeah. on the. Th- <laughs> yeah, I came home and I saw all the stuff stacked up, and I was very confused, and and was Whoa. like, okay, what what are these three boxes? One of two, or one of three, two of three, three of three? Huh? Okay. Yeah, I, that that's now making me remember when we when me and some Canadians got in that Siege Wave One order on Hasbro Toy Store or Toy Shop in its final hours mm-hmm. uh, with that glitch code, and it just came in multiple very expensive FedEx shipments. Uh, expensive for them, not for us. Uh, good times. Uh, my only news: I actually haven't really played since the last podcast either because I was I was I was in Germany or I was getting ready for Germany and family coming. I just didn't have time. Uh, I was going to try to play yesterday, but I was yesterday I was recuperating from the 24 hours of transit I was under. So yeah. uh, basically, I got an, I got an Energon Invitational qualifier tomorrow at a at a big uh, Magic the Gathering MCQ at some hotel, and I'm just taking I modified I made a new major Shockwave deck um, going off my experiences with mine and having watched uh, a recent Vector Sigma video where they talked about a more aggro oriented Shockwave that really did jive with my personal experience. So I grabbed some ideas from that deck and I'm going to give that a shot with zero practice because hey whatever the only here's the practice I've got I know to do the Shockwave check so that's half the battle. But uh, I, I very much agreed with the outlook that Shockwave does work as a sort of aggro control. That, mm-hmm. That's been my experience. When building a very blue Shockwave, I think I said this on another podcast, I always felt like the first half of the game, I am in pure control. Second half of the game, sometimes I literally can't finish it because I'm just not hitting hard enough. So mm-hmm. we're going to give this a try. Uh, also, th- this deck is based on the idea of using Skydive, and that was an idea I had and then had dropped after some testing, and I'm really happy that idea has kind of panned out for other people, because I wanted that to work. Um, and I-, I think the third character in this one is Swoop, which is... Uh, I didn't know that there are barely any six-star specialists, but it turns out there are actually literally three. Because um, they were like, yeah, Swoop is in here as a six-star and as a specialist. And I was like, there gotta be other choices. It's like, there's two other choices, and one of them is, is Wave 1 Prowl. And I was like, huh. Yeah. Hope we get some more of those in Siege 2. <laughs> I want some options. But uh, we're gonna see how that runs. And then I got at least one other qualifier at the end of the month. And hopefully we've got a third one this month that I might be able to make it to um, over at Three Kingdoms if they get theirs going. I still don't know a date for that one. But uh, fingers crossed. Either that or, hey, even bigger fingers crossed, they announced it and I missed it. That's also a chance. I was in Germany. When all the stuff went up on Hasbro Pulse, I was in Germany. I was like, there's no way I'm even doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, know, I know they stayed around for a good time. I wonder if they're still up. Let's see. Hey, as of Friday Hasbro the 13th. Pulse, Pulse, Transformers, and we go, let's grab this letter all the way down because we don't need to be looking at Unicron. That's the whole thing, by the way, TCG folks. If you want to go and have some fun, yeah. go check that out. Uh, they appear to still be available. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it panned out that it was not a five-minute window to get the Omnibots. Yep, yep. I, I'm I'm very happy. I hope they're in stock for a while. I, I'm not saying I don't want them to sell TCG dudes. I want you all to have your good businesses and whatnot. But uh, limited limited unique characters like that the more readily available they are the the better it is overall and the less uh aggressively um um what's the word i'm looking for apprehensive most of us are when new ones get announced is what i would say uh also i was just looking at the at the trypticon characters and i am totally seeing some fun stuff here between like like with with our little involuntary uh yeah because it's the same uh, number you yeah, just keep, voluntary promotion. Keep bouncing them back and forth. Brainstorm involuntary, involuntary with full tilt and wipeout. Yeah. Draw cards and do damage. As- especially if you can get them uh, in their bot modes. Yes. Also, I just realized you're moving equipment around, so get some put-on effects on these guys. Hey, they're ranged. Ranged, so yeah. Armed, Armed hovercraft. hovercraft. Ping, for, ping everyone for two while you're doing all this nonsense yeah. with Brainstorm. Uh, probably just for one, but brainstorm involuntary involuntary. That would be a flex move that I want someone to play. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a big like check me out. Uh, hey, involuntary is not a star card, so you can fit into Trypticon. You know, someone someone go do that. 
Uh, anyway, we'll talk to you all later. If you enjoyed this, bear in mind, we got other Transformers podcasts up on TFW2005. It's wtf.tfw2005.com. If you're listening on YouTube, that's also where you can get audio versions of these. Uh, if you want to check these out on YouTube, please do, because usually, at least once or twice, cards fly around on the screen. <gasps> and that's fun. Like uh, audio and visual. Yeah, so go go check that out because also that that does its little part to, s- to help support these podcasts being edited because that's a bunch of I edited one of these in Germany and uh, I just want you all to know that. Uh, although most of that was audio editing, I still did some cards flying around on the screen. So go 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 find those. You win a prize if you find all the moments when cards fly around. Is um, the, is the prize that you got to watch all the cards fly around? Yes, <laughs> and it's worth it. The Final Cut X has some smooth slide transitions, let me tell y'all. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening, Aaron. Thanks for joining me again. Yeah. Uh, Wizards, thanks for the previews. And hey, all the rest of you who got previews, y'all kick ass. So uh, put some slide transitions on and have your cards fly around on the screen, too. That's my challenge to y'all. Especially to you, Wreck and Rule. I want some slide transitions. None of this, none of this blip on the screen. I want to see a slide transition. That's my... Is it is that too mean? I don't want to be mean. I'm trying yeah, to be all that's, like that's, camaraderie aggro. It's being it's being aggressive, man. I want a slide transition. <laughs> you got you got to calm down. Slide transition. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay. <laughs>